The sounds of last summer in southwest Wexford. A new baby feeding. Village boys playing hurling. And a man late to the local lighthouse. Is that a trombone? Yeah. It's also late. <laughs> oh, and an important piece of music. Tonight's programme is three stories rolled into one, told by three people, Lorraine, Vincent and Teresa. Their stories all took off in 2004 and they all began with Wexford County Council. All this, from the time that they started to build these, you know, we'd come in and have a look and see the stage story at me and oon and an over everything, you know. A couple of years ago, the council decided to build a series of houses in the villages of Campile and Featherdon Sea in the southwest of the county. Three bedrooms, kitchen, bathroom, utility, sitting room, two double bedrooms and a single bedroom. Single mothers, Teresa Trainer and Lorraine Waters, were both interested in the houses. Like, they are nice houses. They're mm. not council-looking houses either, you know. They're not, you know, they're just nice. Vincent Kennedy was also interested in the new houses, although he didn't know it at the time. Wexford County Council looked for artists to form an artist panel for commissions that were coming up to do with public projects that they had. And I applied for that, sent in a submission and was lucky enough to be given one. Wexford County Council were operating under the Percent for Art scheme. This is where some of the money spent on a capital project is spent on art, which is why, for example, some of the money spent on new roads is spent on pieces of sculpture beside those roads. Wexford County Council decided to mark the building of the new houses in Campile and Featherdon Sea by commissioning a piece of music to be performed in the area. One of the, the reasons why this was a great match for me was I had spent an awful lot of time in Wexford, and particularly in this part of Wexford. I mean, I've been going on holidays to Featherdon Sea for the best part of 20 years now. And I also, at another stage in my life, worked as a social welfare officer in Enniscorty for a time. So I knew a lot of the history and particularly then the history of this particular place, which is just a magical place, the whole peninsula. There are two elements to this work. Vincent wanted to write a piece that would evoke the Hook Peninsula, which is just south of Featherdown Campile, and he wanted to write a piece for local bands to play and keep as part of their repertoire. The two bands were a brass band and a pipe band, both from New Ross, the Holy Family Confraternity Brass Band and the New Ross and District Pipe Band. Unfortunately, Vincent has mostly written for orchestras and concert bands. As he says himself, I had a lot of learning to do because writing for brass band, as I discovered, was completely different from writing for the symphonic groups that I had previously written for. The way they write the music on the page is different. And on the pipe band side, they don't use music at all, so they have to learn everything by heart, which I hadn't taken into account. 
Rehearsals got off to a bad start. The first piece of music Vincent brought to the pipe band was actually the second movement in the suite, a chaotic, crashing piece that described the history of battles in the area from the arrival of the Normans, this is where they landed, right in Bag and Bon on the Hook Peninsula, to the only naval bombardment in the 1798 rebellion, which was on Feathered on Sea. And the very first piece I wrote for them was quite complicated, and it took them a long time to learn. And, uh, but we learned, there was a process of learning as we went along. They play in just one key, or a mode, and the equivalent key then on the brass instruments was, was quite difficult. lots and lots of sharps and things like that so we had some interesting times trying to um, relate the two together the music was what's euphemistically called challenging not only were the bands going to have to learn it, but they were also going to have to play it right through the summer to their friends and neighbours because Wexford County Council had ambitiously scheduled three concerts in the area, two in the parish halls and Feathered and Campile, and one in the open at the Hook Lighthouse. Back to the other two people in the story. Lorraine is a mother of three children. She had an early introduction to motherhood. My mum left when I was in first year, I was 13. Yeah. That was tough. It wasn't, we were better off with her gone. Oh, sorry. I swear to God. She was somebody who, sh she had me young, seemed to have a um, big chip on her shoulder because she had children. It's just one of those things, you know. That's an awful loss for you. Um, it's not because I would have always had, like, we would have always had friends, the family. Um, we had a couple of, they weren't exactly housekeepers, but there were people who used to look after us that were very nice, that you could talk to, that we still talk to. Right. You know, so there was always, like, a mammy figure there anyway. Like, at 13 years old, you can imagine, like, you're, you're all over the place. Mm. There's lots of things you don't want to talk to your dad about, you know, so you have to have somebody. So no, it's no bother. In her Leaving Cert year, Lorraine became pregnant. I was upset more so for my dad, I think, because, you know, when I told him I was pregnant, he was like, you know, and you're going to finish school. And I go, yeah, I'm doing my Leaving Cert. Like, I mean, I got 355 points in my Leaving Cert, which 12 years ago was quite good. You know, plus trying to do my exams with a bump, you know, because she was born the 3rd of August. You know, so the exams and I did woodwork, I did metalwork and mechanical drawing for my, my um, Leaving Cert, so... It was difficult enough to do those with a bump, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I got my place in college and I deferred for a year. Okay. Spent the year at home with the baby and was at home then for the younger members of the family too, so it was fine. Lorraine took a place in engineering in college and had another child. Because I didn't think I'd ever have any more. Why was that? Um, when you're going to start work, like you just, you just don't. Like I was 21 then. You would never have a child when you're working a few years. You know, when you be 23, 24, 25, you're settled in your job. The only thing is I didn't realise how hard it would be to... Like, I 
consider myself having my child, working for three years, my mortgage, my house, life is good. Didn't work that way. She got the job as the engineer all right, but ended up living in a caravan in her father's back garden with her two children. I had gone to the bank and I had said, look, you know, this is it. And they said to me pretty much like, well, you know, we can give you a mortgage, but, you know, we, you can't get a mortgage based on your overtime. Whereas your flat wages wouldn't be fabulous because <laughs> you, you're only starting out. You know what I'm saying? I was on reasonable good money, but I was on overtime to make the good money. I was paying a childminder and then I was paying my sister as much as the childminder, which was easily a third of my wages. Right. You know, okay. what do you do? You know, you're caught. When did you go on the list? I went on the list, originally went on the list about five years ago. Found it very hard. File got lost. Went on the list again. All I know is I gave up work. I went working part time to get the house because my wages were going against me. The next piece is the Abbey's Monks and Knights Templars. Well, when you're on the Huck Peninsula, as you go in towards Federland Sea through South Mills, you go over a humpback bridge and to your right is the wonderful Tintern Abbey. Further on then, on the other side, is Dunbrody Abbey, both Cistercian abbeys. And then also, very close by again, is Templetown, where the Knights Templars had a church and a settlement. So in a very small area, you had these enormous monastic settlements. They laid out the land structure for the whole peninsula. And in some cases, that structure is still there today. Really what I was trying to capture here was the sense that there, there was a time when monks and, and knights just must have been all over this place and the, the sound of playing chant must have filled the air. And then you have this peculiarity then with the Knights Templars that they were kind of monks and at the same time as they were warriors breed as well. So that's why you have that sort of martial element to it as well. Things began to improve rapidly for Vincent, the composer. The bands reacted well to the next pieces he brought them.
So this piece is about the Dunbrody ship, which is at the quay in New Ross, and which for a time brought people to the new worlds of Canada and the USA. It's a replica 19th century sailing ship, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. When I was writing this, I had in mind there must have been, okay, a great sense of loss at leaving Ireland, but at the same time a great hope going to a new world, you know. When it was good on the ship on a good day and they're sailing out and heading for Canada or New York, there must have been this great sense of joy. So I wanted to capture the life from the high seas, the joyful part of it. And there's a Western sound there, then, isn't there? Kind of an American Western sound. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. working in First National Bank in the personnel section. This is Teresa. She left the Hook Peninsula in the 1980s, but rather than go to the New World, she went east to England for 15 years. That was in Harrow, about eight minutes on the fast train bringing into London. Delighted to be out of it. I'm back home in Ireland now and here to stay. I'm actually from Duncannon and um, I went to live in London initially for work, you know. And then I got married and then I came home and then the marriage broke up and that's how I ended back in Ireland really. I came home because I had family supporting that here. I have two young children and I thought really well I could have a better lifestyle here in Ireland anyway. Uh, at less cost, you know what I mean? And nearer to nature and that, you know. We, I was brought up by the sea and the beach and that and I suppose like you, you don't have that in London. You'd only have it for two weeks of the year if I had staying there. So basically we had a better quality of life, I suppose, by coming home, you know. And um, I went into rented accommodation. But from my own point of view, I found that, like, well, I hadn't really got any friends. Say they had all moved on as well. Obviously everyone does move on and that. And the friends that I had grown up with were kind of gone out of the, the place. But Theresa and Lorraine hurried to get off the housing list and into a council house. I suppose initially it must have been five years I went on the list, originally went on the list about five years ago, found it very hard, file got lost, went on the list again. It's very hard to get a house and there doesn't seem to be any kind of great criteria as to who says you'll get a house. I think it seems to be just how much you make the phone call all the time. For about six months I literally rang our housing office every second or third day. I didn't actually deal much with the council, with the, with the Wexford County Council themselves, I didn't deal through them, I went through the TDs. You're listening to Flux with Ronan Kelly, which is a programme of stories. Tonight, the story of two public housing schemes in Wexford, two women who wanted to get into the council houses and a piece of music that was composed to mark the building of the houses. The two women are Theresa and Lorraine, 
and the man who wrote the suite of music is Vincent. And then this lament was then to all the people who lost their lives at sea. And this overlooks the area where the Pisces went down and the area where yeah. the rising sun mm. went down only a couple of weeks ago. That's right, yeah. And then the, you know, the feathered lifeboat. Some of the people in the brass group from New Ross who were very connected, very closely connected to people who, who lost lives in those tragedies, you know, so it was very poignant as well. And I was actually in Federal on Sea when the Pisces happened at that time and it was just a, well, a dreadful thing. at the housing list, Teresa's lobbying of the TDs worked. She got a house. Hard like that I was getting the house, you know, through TDs and that. Is that, is that important? Do you have to get in touch with your politicians if you want to get on a, on a list or get a house? Well, I found it very important anyway. I felt that they were very helpful and I felt the more of them I went to, the better it was. You know what I mean? I didn't just go to one. I went to maybe three. Nice. So obviously it worked for me anyway. I'd advise anyone to go. You know. And Lorraine had her own stroke of luck. She was known to the council from her time as a child when she helped mind her younger siblings. After five years on the list, this went in her favour, she thinks. How I actually found out I got the house was there was another girl in for a house and she didn't get it. And she had kicked up stink to get this house. And my aunt's husband had rang me and said, did you get your letter? And I said, well, I said, the post won't be here for another couple of hours. I said, I don't know. Oh, he said, will you ring and find out? Because this other girl didn't get her house. And I said, well, sure, I will, yeah, no bother at all. So I rang and then I was kind of a bit iffy because I didn't think I got it because I would have thought she would have got one. And I rang Ashleen and she said, yeah, she said, you have. And when I went home then about an hour later, the letter was there saying I had the house. I was sure I sat down and cried. <laughs> but then you can be given a house and it can still be taken away from you until you actually get the key. Because if, if a battered wife comes along or something major happens to somebody that that house that you've been fighting for can go to them you know straight away because they are of a higher need than you so i think the day that i went to collect the keys i think there's only maybe eight of us were there and we all in an office in the county council no we actually met in the hotel down here very relaxed 
um, sat around a big table and they had tea and coffee laid out for us and biscuits and went through, you know, things like getting on with your neighbours and whether you can have pets in your house. And were you sitting there saying, come on, give me my keys, yeah. give me my keys? Everybody was. <laughs> Enough of the lectures, let me give you. And then you'd go up and you'd sign your, your rent form and your agreement and everything. So there was Ashleen. And there was the councillor from from Ballycallan was there congratulating us, you know, and, and I just got the key and into the car and didn't stop. Got in and that was it, made the cup of tea the first thing I did. Sat on the counter in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, the baby boy. What, 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 what? Now, what's the matter with you? Now, have you got Wendy's? At the other end of the village, another teat is being worked. The local GAA club are having a field day to raise money for the youth game. There's a milking competition. You try and milk an artificial teat in the fastest time. What's the record? Um, 600 mils 600 in 20 seconds. Yeah. Daddy is looking at you, Michael. Huh? There's a greasy pole game. With children trying to knock each other off a raised log with pillows. Other events include the ring on the bottle and a puck about. So this is a sunny day in Federland Sea. Federland Sea to me is one of the most wonderful places in the world. It's it's a it's a happy place. It's a sunshiny place, and it's got the most wonderful beaches. And I've spent great times down there, and I wanted to write a piece of music that told that side of the story. And I also wanted to write it because I'm not sure if there's any other town in the whole country that's had so much tragedy visited upon it. It's the place where the love divided, that film was set, and then it suffered terribly under scandal and, and at the same time this place has given so much joy and still gives so much joy and pleasure to people you know and that's what I wanted to really capture with this piece
Teresa and Lorraine were in their houses and the music written for the building of those houses was finished just in time for the summer's three concerts. In Feathered Parish Hall, in Camp Isle Parish Hall, and at the Hook Lighthouse. An extra date was added for the National Concert Hall in Dublin in the autumn. For Vincent, the Hook Lighthouse performance was special. The Whale Watch Ireland people had been there in the afternoon. It was their big day. And it was the first year that they didn't see a single whale. And they were really, really disappointed. So we started our performance, and they had all gone at this stage. And the people who were left in the buildings beside the lighthouse, the canteen, they can look out on the sea. And when the performance started, this big group of whales appeared, came in and stayed from the whole, or stayed for the whole performance. So that was amazing. <laughs> I said it to a friend of mine afterwards, well, this big group of whales turned up and they stayed for the whole performance. And he said, I didn't know whales were tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs> 